Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. We are live here at the Forum Event Center, and I am sitting here with Miss Tia Hapner, and she is a children's author. Tia, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Please tell us about yourself and a little bit about your book. Yeah. Um, so I am a children's book author and illustrator. Uh, by day, I'm a graphic designer and art director at a local ad agency. And then I do children's books on the side. I have three cats, so naturally I'm going to have three children's books. I have two of them published right now. Um, the first one is called What's My Real Name? And it's about a kitty that doesn't know his real name because we call him all the names in the world and he gets so frustrated. Um, and then the next one is What's That Noise? Uh, this is my newest children's book that released this year, and it's about a sassy kitty who's 18 pounds and... <laughs> hears a scary noise and imagines what it could be. So it's anything from a scary vacuum to the bathtub, and then she realizes what it is in the end. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. So I always ask our authors pretty much the same thing on the show, and one of them is, what is something that no one really knows about you that they can't find on the internet? Um, I guess this is the one that I always tell people. I have a pokey stop in... Auburn, Indiana, with one of my artworks <laughs> as the pokey stuff. <laughs> that is awesome. I like that. So, what inspired you to write this book? Um, I always wanted to do children's books. So, even when I was younger, I would write my own stories and kind of do it. And I got into graphic design as an adult and realized that I wanted to do illustrations and do some writing and kind of just took it on my as for myself and did my self-publishing and just jumped into it. I didn't actually think about it as much. <laughs> that, that's pretty much how it is with a lot of people anymore. One of the last things I always ask is, what is your writing kryptonite? I usually play with my cats when I'm trying to procrastinate. <laughs> so it's the cat. You know, that'd be a great kryptonite. Thank you so much, T, for being on here. I appreciate you. I am here with Rue Sparks. She is a wonderfully energetic woman, and she's going to tell us about her book. So, Rue, thank you for being on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I am a queer author that lives in Noblesville, Indiana. Um, I'm also an artist. Um, I used to work as a graphic designer in uh, advertising agencies, um, but when I became disabled, that all just kind of came to a crashing halt. Um, but then I discovered writing, and it just kind of really create, became that creative outlet that kind of saved me. So <laughs> That's awesome, because that's one thing that we really have understood about books, is that they really do help people to just get their name out there, just to relax, and just to be themselves at some point. So I want to ask you one personal question, because I always do it with all my authors, is, what what is something that people don't know about you that they can't find on the internet that you'd like to share with your readers? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, hmm. 
Um, I have a cat that is very picky eater and does not get along with my dog. Everyone knows that I have a dog. Like, I'm very open about the fact that I have a pit bull because pit bulls have, like, a very bad rap. But I also have a very picky, needy cat who also does not get along with my dog. So <laughs> That's about right, yeah. What was it that really inspired you to write your book? So this book is really, really close to my heart. Um, I've written a lot of books that um, touch on grief, but this book really was dedicated to and inspired by a lot of the struggles I had when my wife passed away. The relationship isn't one-to-one because the character in the book, Ren, um, is struggling with the loss of their uncle, but there's a lot of correlation between losing just any close family member, anyone who is basically your world and um, like the total world shattering moment of that. So um, just that world changing um, thing happening. Like that was really the impetus for this book. Now, what is your book called so that people can go out and they can find it? And where can they find it at? Um, it's called The Fable of Wren, um, and it's available on as an ebook and a physical book at Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, Kobo, basically anywhere you can get ebooks or physical books. That is awesome. Now, I'm going to ask you one final question, real quick. Is there a quote that really got you going with this, or just gets you up and running every day to make you just continue to write? Um, so, there's one quote that, especially for this book, um, really inspired me. It was a book, a quote from a book that I read early on after my wife passed away. It was a book by Megan Devine called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. Um, And the quote was, there are some things in life that can't be fixed. They can only be carried. And it's basically that you can't fix everything. You just have to learn how to live with it. You have to learn how to carry it. You have to learn how to move forward with it. And that's really the message that a lot of my books and in my life that um i really try to live by that is great and you know i'm going to ask this one real quick too just to help you just get inspired just a little bit more too what is your writing kryptonite so i feel like when i first started writing i was a lot it was a lot easier to write because i did not have as much of that like um imposter syndrome of like that voice in my head saying you're not using enough character description you're not using enough world building you're not using enough like like after a while the more you write the more you have those voices in the back of your head like tearing your writing apart um so that perfectionism is probably the hardest thing to work through and write through even in the first draft especially in the first draft i thank you so much for being on here again we appreciate it We are here with Mr. Thomas X, and hopefully he will tell us a little bit about himself and book. So, Mr. Thomas X, thank you for being on the show. Thank you as well for having me, sir. Uh, Well, who Thomas X is, I am a follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, but I'm also an educator, a father, a husband, 
uh, and strive to do my part in the community as an activist as well. And so what we're here to do is market our book, which is entitled Mountain Mover, the impeccable strength that will accompany your character. We're here to market it toward young adults or young men specifically, really in between the middle school and high school ages, even some college individuals. I've had adults read it, and the adults have said that adult men need this book because it's a principle-based book that is really built to put more uh, fortitude into an individual and increase our faith. So what is it that really inspired you to write your book? Well, being an educational system for sure, you know, so for the last seven years I've been in the educational system and I've seen not only how we are targeted in the educational system, but some of the key components that are missing from our development in the educational system. So we're given curriculum, but very seldom are we taught character. And if you have curriculum without character, it's easily to become corruptible. But if you have curriculum with character, then you possibly have the opportunity to be the solver of the problems that we have in our community. That is really cool. So I'm going to ask you two more questions. One, can you tell us something that maybe no one really knows about you that they can't find on the Internet? Well, I'm one who really believes in universal approach to really striving to want for your brother and sister what you want for yourself, right? So regardless of whatever uh, race, religion, creed, class, or color, I think that we have to uh, maneuver with principles that will bring the best out of each other. So whenever I'm talking to you, as we're talking right now, just as brothers, Mm -hmm. right? My goal is for anything that comes out of my mouth to be able to edify you. And whatever comes out of your mouth, I hope it edifies me. Because the goal is for me to want the best for you as I want for myself. And hopefully you as another human being will want the best for me as you want for yourself as well. That is definitely cool. So I'm going to ask one more question. And I always ask authors this because we're always trying to inspire our, our new future authors. So what is your writing kryptonite? What is it that really keeps you from writing sometimes? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, but some of the things that keep me from writing sometime are NBA games. <laughs> uh, just the frivolous things that we can get caught up to in society in general. And also children. Right? I have five children and a wife. So sometimes the children want so much of my time, along with the wife wanting so much of my time, that it kind of takes away from me having that isolated time that we as authors need to really jot down our thoughts and complete uh, what we're striving to complete with our writing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, Mr. Thomas. We are here with Miss Cynthia Baber Stafford, and we are talking about her book, Three Trillion Drops of Water, Vietnam, A Hero and Home. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it, Cynthia. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, we're going to make this very simple, like because I always ask pretty much the same questions. But could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to write your book? 
Well, uh, it's kind of a long story because it took a long time for me to get to the point where I would write this book. Uh, it's about 1967, and at that time, our country was in the first horrible turmoil ever with social change and all sorts of uh, challenges. So um, my brother went to Vietnam, and he didn't come home, but I could not tell his story until many, many, many years later. So the story is about our family and that time uh, in our country and my life. It's, it, it's fictionalized, but it's a true story of what my brother, whose name was Dennis Babers, he was a Marine Corps officer, and it's the story of the relationship between his sister, who's named Ellie, and uh, the family and him, basically. That's and what happened. So it's a story of it's it's a story of a lot of conflict, but it has a very inspirational ending. That is awesome because as a son of someone who's been a veteran in the Vietnam War, especially a Marine as well, uh, thankfully I was very lucky for him to return. Um, but one of the things I always like to ask authors, what is it that keeps you from writing? What is your writing kryptonite? Oh my goodness, what is my writing kryptonite? Well, I'm not trained as a writer to begin with. I, uh, I am a special educator and always have been interested in behavior, but I wanted to tell my brother's story because he did get three Purple Hearts and gave his life for his men. And uh, I wanted to tell people his story, uh, but so the kryptonite probably is, am I good enough to write it? Does anybody want to hear about that? Uh, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, definitely understand that. Um, there's a lot of authors, especially newly published authors, that are like that, and I understand that too. So let me ask you one last question. Is there a, is there a quote that inspires you to continue to write or to even just continue with your brother's story? Oh, they gave their all. And uh, I have, I wrote on by my desk hate destroys people and things and there's so much in the book about love with this family but also a lot about uh, people's feelings about one another and, and I don't think we learn enough about what Vietnam did uh, I think it's a part of our history that we need to really pay attention to because it's the backdrop of a lot of things that are happening now. Um, but I wanted to tell his story, and so that kind of got me over the over the barriers. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for telling his story, and um, thank you for being on here too as well. Appreciate it. We are here with Mr. Chris Clauser, and he is a wonderful author locally here in the Noblesville area. Thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. And Thanks for having me on. So one of the things that I always ask authors is, one, what's their book called, and what inspired them to write their book? 
Okay, so I'm doing a mystery series in the middle of a mystery series right now. The first book is uh, As the City Burns. Uh, it's set locally, and uh, really what prompted it was just uh, I, I try to do something new with every book, and I hadn't written mystery, a real out-and-out mystery yet in my career, so I thought well, this would be a good time to do it, and I wanted to set it locally so I could have like all the local sounds and sights and everything that I was familiar with because I wanted that setting to be really familiar to me so I wouldn't have to worry about trying to imagine what it looked like or, or where things are at. No, I, I could really just focus on the story. You know, that's I, I'm personally, I love mystery stories. I, I'm a huge fan of mystery. And I agree with you. As someone who creates characters for authors sometimes, it is great to have actual inspiration that's local that you can feel because that puts yourself into it. So let me ask you this. What is your writing kryptonite? What is it that really keeps you sometimes from writing your books? So the thing that I think really gets in my way, and it's a good thing, is uh, just trying to find time to spend with my wife, my granddaughter, my, my family. And because uh, I, do, I have a day job, so that takes priority a lot of times. And then spending time with the family is number two. So really it's just uh, writing's the thing I do in the extra time. So that's, that's really what gets in the way, which is good. I like that. I'm glad it's not something like writer's block or any of those type of things because I always have ideas. It's just finding the time to get the right. I definitely understand that. So let me ask you uh, two more questions. One, is there a quote that inspires you to continue to write or just happens to get you up and moving sometimes when you don't really feel like doing anything? You know, fortunately, I haven't had a lot of motivation issues when I'm trying to write. Uh, The one thing I do stumble on sometimes is just knowing what I'm going to write about the next day. So I really just try to have a kind of a plan when I go into that writing session of I've got one or two sentences of things I'm trying to achieve and that kind of gets my brain rolling and things just stumble out after that. You know that's really cool because I really think that those are the things that are really going to help us to move forward a lot more. So one last question where is what is the place where people can find your book at is it like just amazon barnes and noble or is there like other places besides that that you can go to yeah so all my stuff is on amazon uh it comes in paperback ebook format uh you can contact me directly through that or i have a website uh clouserwritesbooks.wordpress.com cool and what is the title of your book again i'm sorry As the City Burns. Awesome. Thank you very much. I am here again with a family of Mr. David Evans, his daughter, Tilda, and Ramona. So they are the stars of their own book, Yeah, 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 and Where's the Moon? I gotta correct you, Matthew. It's five yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Five yes. I'm sorry. Five yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decided by Tilda, who's the inspiration of the book. That's awesome. So I'm gonna ask you first, and then I'll get to you guys. So 
what is it that really inspired you to actually do this? Was it the, the your daughters themselves? Absolutely, yeah. It was, you know, being a parent um, and just learning about them as they grew older and what they were interested in and what their personalities were like. Um, Ramona was really um, inspired by the moon. She would always look for it in the evening. And when it was cloudy, she always asked where it was. When she didn't see it during the day, she wondered where it was. So I built a story and drew it um, about her fascination with the moon. And then some. there's also some magic in there, too, that, you know, that you got to put in an illustrated form that just really builds on the, the excitement that she had with the Absolutely. Moon. Absolutely. So what about the five yes? What was the inspiration for that? So Tilda right here, she's five years old. She is just always up to do anything. So I would say, hey, Tilda, do you want to? Hold on, sweetie. Oh, did you come up with the yeah, 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 yeah? Yeah, so I came up with a yeah, 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 with a yeah, 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 because one time when me and dad were sitting at the kitchen table, um, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he thought that would be a good title for the book. Yes, that's correct. Well, that is awesome. I think that's really cool. So let me ask you, because I got to talk to the stars, obviously, Dad. So let's go. Let's go, Tilda. Yeah, let's go, Tilda. Miss Tilda, would you like to talk? No. <laughs> okay. You're fine. You're fine. So, Miss Ramona, what is your inspiration? What gets you to give Dad these little inspirational quotes and stuff is it just being you or is it just the moon itself it's just like when i was two i started liking the moon and i've always liked it that is you know what that's the best answer i've ever had very to the point very to the point point. so let me ask you this what is your weakness when it comes to your writing well for some people you know it's it's like they get distracted very easily or they they like to put things off or they're just scared what about you are you ever scared or anything like that yes so when i'm on when i'm in my bed i'm just like really scared for some reason i think i'm just really lonely and when i see that brightness of the moon it just helps me so much because i love moons so much you know what? I love that. I love everything about this. So I'm going to go to Dad now. Is that okay? All right, Dad, what is your writing kryptonite? Um, I'm wanting to make it, you know, do justice. Wanting the story to be, you know, emotionally fulfilling and really show just how much I love my daughters. At the end of the day, I mean, it's about them. I made the books for them. And even, you know, coming to this fair, Ramona was saying, like, Dad, what if no one comes to the author's fair? Don't you worry about that? And I'm like... Not really, because I made these books for you girls, and if anybody else likes it, that's great. But, you know, the work's already done, and we have the books for you guys to, you know, to as a, uh, a testament to my infinite love for each of you. That That is definitely something that, as a father myself, I, I enjoy doing myself, and I think that's a wonderful thing, legacy for you to leave behind for them. So what, is there a quote that really inspires you besides your, your two daughters? that gets you up in the morning or just to be able to continue writing? A quote. That's a good question. Not a quote, but, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy. I'm a religious guy. So just being open to what I'm feeling spiritually and what I'm 
what I'm, um, you know, nudged to do and called to do. And, and that's, you know, what got the, the thing with the books, you know, started in the first place. I had, I've never written a book before. Um, you know, I've worked as a creative professional for, you know, most of my professional life. But, you know, just with, with the, you know, with the relationships that I have with these two great girls and the, 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 the stuff that we do together and not being able to, and, and I've got a horrible memory. So it's like, okay, how do I, you know, capture this moment you know, that I, I will probably have a hard time remembering, um, but do it in a way that's fun and in, includes them and, and really just uh, captures their imagination at this great age where their imaginations are just, like, so like seemingly infinite. <laughs> you know, when we're adults, we're caught up in the, um, <laughs> in the in screen time and work and all that stuff. So to really focus on, on uh, just their uniqueness... Um, and we're going to keep on doing books like this together. We're, we're on the way, you know, just this morning we were talking about doing a graphic novel style because that's that's what she likes to read more. She's really into Dogman um, and really likes that format. So now the question is, okay, how do we continue to, you know, create this kind of book together and just make it a family activity? Um, you know what? I think that's awesome. And I want to thank you all for being here, Ramona, Tilda, and Mr. Dave Evans. Thank you. All right, we are here with Lisa Malloy, and she is going to tell us about her book. So, Lisa, thank you for being on the show, and please tell us a little bit about yourself and your book. Hi. I started writing um, about a decade ago, and my most recent series is the Mafiosa Princess series. And book three came out earlier this month. This is obviously mafia romance, but um, not the darkest of romance. It does have some mafia scenes in it, some crime. It's very steamy, um, but the emphasis is definitely on the romance and not the mafia connections. Um, Book four in the series will come out this summer. So it's a great book for people who are into forbidden romance. Um, It's new adult characters and a little bit of suspense also. Nice. I know Marcella, who is my co-host, would really like that. She loves romances. Um, What inspired you to actually write these books? Um, This one, I would have to say, was inspired because of feedback on previous books I've written. Um, People really like when the hero of my story isn't perfect. They like to root for the bad guy. And in this particular series, it starts out with a love triangle. The main character is actually the daughter of a mob boss, um, but she's been at boarding school and then way at college. So she is pretty oblivious to what her family is like. Um, And she's dating uh, the good guy who is a law student and complete law-abiding citizen. Um, But then her ex-boyfriend comes into the picture and he is also in the mafia and so it's been fun developing that relationship and seeing how characters really root for the guy that is not the nice guy. Um, and I think for a lot of my fans, um, they do have a nice guy in their life. And so it's kind of interesting to see somebody falling for someone who is not on paper, always making the best decisions and not your typical hero, at least in the first few books in the series. 
You know, for me, as a voiceover actor, I love doing that. I love actually playing the, the villains because they're always more interesting. But every once in a while, you, you have to have a nice hero on there that's not perfect. Because, again, none of us are. So, let me ask you a couple of other questions real quick. What is your writing kryptonite? What is it that keeps you from writing sometimes? I have four children. Um, so most of the time when I cannot write, it's because of my children. Um, a lot of times I'm driving carpool and I will sit in the car during various practices and write. Um, before the pandemic, I would actually bring my laptop into dance studios, gyms, wherever, and I would write there. But since I do write steamy adult romance, it's sometimes awkward to write that in a public place where people can maybe read over your shoulder. Um, so yeah, if I had more hours in the day, I would definitely spend more time writing. And lately, uh, marketing sucks up a lot of time and kind of the business side of writing. But I would write all day if I could. Yeah, I, as a parent myself, I definitely understand that. I have a six-year-old and a 15-year-old, so I definitely understand on that factor. So one of my last questions I always love to ask authors is, is there a quote that inspires you to write or just be able to just continue to get up and just continue your life? Gosh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I can't think of anything specific. I do, my mantra is kind of, I can do hard things. Um, and part of that is because I tell my kids they can do hard things. And writing is not an easy thing. You can get a couple chapters out pretty easily, but finishing the book, um, getting everything together and published and sticking with it for an entire series is definitely not easy. So it's a good reminder. Um, but I love reading. So it just kind of goes very well with that. You know, I, I think that is one of the best quotes that there is because it impacts not only your writing, but just your life in general, too. So let me ask you one more question because I think it, it allows people just to get a little bit more personal connection with you is, is there something about you that you can't find on the internet that you would be able to share with our audience? Goodness, that's a good question. I used to be an attorney. I guess I still am technically. Um, and so a lot of my earlier books I actually wrote while I was working full-time um, doing civil rights litigation. Obviously not while I was officially on the clock, but I would go into my office very early and I would use that time to write romance novels and then I would switch over to writing uh, appellate briefs for my <laughs> civil rights clients. And it was a surprisingly easy transition to go from writing purely factual law briefs to these fantastical romance. Um, I know you wouldn't think it is, but it's kind of the same structure of um, telling a story. Just in the legal case, it was a true story. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely started that while I was still working full time. And I think that's something a lot of people don't realize. Um, you know what? I think that's a wonderful way to, to end this. Thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you.